This is a production of 1217 Media. Hey, 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 I'm Christian, and I am here to give you my two cents on a topic that I know is hot and ready. Little Caesar, go get it, okay? Um, I am going to be talking about being gay and going to hell. Now, this title alone probably is going to draw the masses, and I'm not doing it for clickbait, but I am doing it to get the conversation started, all right? Now, growing up, I was born and raised in the Holiness Church and sin is sin is sin is sin. That's what I know, right? But choices and judgments are two things that should always be separated. Everyone has the freedom to choose. And I cannot wait to jump into this topic because this is one of those things where freedom of choice is one of those things that a lot of people have a blurred view on what really will get you in and what will get you out, kicked out of heaven. And I'm not really of the mindset. Oh, got to put my phone on. Do not disturb, folks. I'm not really of the mindset that any one particular thing can send you to the eternal burning lake of fire. But I have to be honest and tell you that there are some people that I still know and love who have this mindset. And again, as I've talked about in some of my previous videos, I am totally okay with everybody having their own independent beliefs. I do not try to impose mine on others. And I hope that you will understand my viewpoints and just take into consideration what it truly means to be love, to show love and to exist in love while other people's other people um, experience life on their own journey, their own path in their own way. It's not our responsibility to uh, force people, but it's but it is our responsibility to show love and to accept people just the way they are. So let's get into it. All right. So uh, let me think back in the day when I was growing up, I'm only 34, but I say only, but I'm closer to 40 than I am to 20. Okay. Um, when I was growing up, uh, being gay was totally taboo of a topic. Like nobody was talking about being gay. Nobody. Okay. Now I'm just going to be honest and full transparency. Some of the words that I grew up around hearing was funny or people doing like this, she like this, or he like this. Nobody ever really talked about it. You just said things that kind of like heightened your, your, you know, your attention or made you like look at somebody a certain way or whatever. But my parents, well, my mom, um, my, my aunts, my uncles, nobody ever really used the term gay growing up. Um, nobody used any other derogatory terms either, but it wasn't really a, a topic of conversation. People just would say funny, um, or like this. <laughs> so now that I'm older and I've had my own life experiences, I am of such a, a, a different mindset. I have totally evolved on this topic, you guys. And I feel like it's for the better. It's for the better. And I'm going to approach this topic with so much love um, and so much peace. Like I can just feel the tingling sensations all over my body while I'm talking right now because I really do want other people to understand that it's okay to be who you are and to go through whatever change, changes in life that you're going through and not really feel as if though the world is against you, specifically people who you may love and know your family who may have disowned you or turned their backs on you or may judge you or oust you or whatever, because you don't live the way that they think you should be living. That is absolutely wrong. If you have parents who will take in their drug addicted, alcohol addicted, you know, sex addicted children, but then will throw away a gay child or family member because of who they choose to, you know, love, 
I think it's trash. I'm just being honest with you, but that's the lifestyle that I grew up in. And that was the mindset that I had for, for a very, for a while in my young adulthood. So my first point that I want to say is that I do not believe, this is my belief. I do not personally believe that God would condemn someone who uh, was created by him to hell for something that he knew that they would be that he knew that they would choose. Now, again, if you are of the belief system of the Christian belief system, that God knows all that he created us from the foundations of the world before the foundations of the world and knew everything about us before we were even brought into this world. You have to break it down in the simplest forms. Why would you create someone to be the very thing that you hate? Why would you create someone to struggle in life and in love and know they're going to choose that struggle, but then tell them that if they don't choose you, they're condemned to hell. Tell them that if they don't change, that they won't see you. I couldn't imagine having my children and then knowing they would be a certain way. And then once they become that, I'm like, nope, choose something else. You got free choice though. I'm gonna give you a free choice. You got freedom of choice, choose what you want to. But if you don't choose me, and live the way I want you to, you're going to hell. Like the logic is so, mm, it's so hypocritical. It's so hypocritical. And this is another reason why I don't take scripture texts when I do my videos and I give my commentary and my two cents because some scripture just doesn't really answer everything that you need answered. And people will kick around the same scriptures repeatedly to you, but never give you real life on life um, information and real talk from a place of love. And that's where I want to approach this from. So if God created um, a homosexual person, a transgender person, a bisexual person, that's a human, right? The choices that you go on to make once you get to this earth are 100% your choices. If Christianity is a choice, does that mean that all Muslims are going to hell because they didn't choose Christianity? Does that mean that Christians are going to hell or wherever because they didn't choose to be a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Jehovah's Witness or um, uh, a Catholic? Everybody has their own belief system. And so when we start thinking about it in this term and in this way, you have to understand that everybody doesn't believe the way that you believe. And there are some people who believe that the way you believe is actually going to send you to hell. I'm just saying Right. Like it's the breaking down of the basics for me. So when you try to impose your thought process and your beliefs on other people, what you're actually doing is saying God didn't do a good enough job explaining this to you. So I'm here to let you know you're going to hell flat out. Right. We don't sit you down. You can't be in church. You don't have a gift. And if you do, we don't want to hear it because it don't mean nothing. Just like God created that individual. He also brought them brought them forth with the gift to sing or to lead or direct or to play music or whatever that may be. Creativity is creativity. Gift is gift. Skill is skill. And you cannot take that from a person. No matter who they choose to love, you can't take that gift from a person. But what you can do is isolate your love. And what I think a lot of people miss is that they put themselves in God's position to start isolating people from the love, not the love of God, because he never took that away. But man will start trying to take that away from other humans here on earth and make those people feel isolated and make them feel like they're condemned to nothingness and they can't be anything and they're abnormal and they have to go through some kind of uh, reformative uh, therapy or sanctification or deliverance from it. But in all honesty and reality, this is just a sin, right? And, and I'm using quotations because again, sins are things that we've made here on earth. Um, we make these things up. People will call listening to worldly music a sin. 
whatever. People will call dancing, pop locking and dropping a sin. People will call playing basketball a sin. People will call red, red lipstick a sin. We'd be out here making up all these things for the one time. And God, I don't think cares about any of it. But I digress. I don't I don't know what he think, but I can tell you that I'm not in bondage to what other people think about it. All right. Um, so as God create you, create created all of us. If we believe that he knew everything about us before we were even brought forth, he knew that people would would have same sex attraction. Right. He knew that would be something that people would choose. It was an option to even choose it. Forget the scripture, not forget, but. Don't dwell so much on the scripture text of Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed, right? Let's understand that those, again, are stories that if we believe are true, that applied then. But there are a lot of things now that still exist and happen and nothing's being ruined. We can try to correlate things and events with lifestyles, but that's not even a fair and balanced act to what we've heard about happening. And so you have to take that role of creation and understand that if God created us to be in his image and likeness, I'm not saying that God is gay. I ain't saying that. But what I'm saying is he knew from the foundations of creation of the world that there would be people who would have these desires. And you can freely choose that. So if you choose that, why would I then make it a sin for you to choose that and then go to hell because you didn't choose me? Just doesn't add up. So talk about it at your table. Talk about it with your pastor. I'm just saying those are some of the things that I've looked at and I've said, wow, there are people who are fornicators, liars, cheaters, stealers, murderers. And if they can be who they are and God knew they were going to be that. And he didn't stop them from being that he didn't stop them from the giving them the option to choose to do those things, but they can, you know, still go on and live and not be as ousted as, you know, homosexuals or people who choose to love the same sex or whatever. It just doesn't balance out. And people just have to be fair in what they condemn others for man condemns. And that's the next topic, right? So um, my next point Man condemns. We love to put our two cents on other people's lifestyles because you can see it. You can tell if somebody may be flamboyant or, you know, uh, as some as some people in church call it an effeminate spirit. Oh, I cannot stand it. But they'll title everything a spirit, honey, except for how they're acting as a manipulative spirit or a controlling spirit or a cultish spirit. They won't call it that for what they're doing, but they can blatantly clearly look and point at other people's lifestyles and choices and call it a spirit that needs to be delivered or needs to be expelled or needs to be exercised out of a person i don't think that that's normal that's natural and that's anything that you have a right to do man condemns and god simply allows like no conditions unconditional love it's amazing how we talk about and we sing about God's unconditional love and his ability to save and deliver. And he's a good father and he loves us through our wrong. And when we should have been dead and gone and I should have been dead sleeping in my grave. But God bless me to sin of the day. He does that every day for everybody that wakes up and still breathes. Everybody, even you and your lying self, even you with your stealing extortionist self, even you with your manipulative cheating self, even you with your lust filled self. These are natural choices that we all get to make. So condemning these the a certain group of people for whatever they may be, just like condemning black people and making them slaves and treating them as one fourth part human, you know, like all of those things wrong. Right. But God gave everybody the right to choose. 
how they would treat one another and what they would be on this earth. So we have to look at it for what it is in its fullness. Everything is allowed because everything is free choice. And if I'm not going to send certain people to hell for choosing, for not choosing me, then I shouldn't, I should have just created everybody perfectly. That's something to think about. If God didn't want anybody to have to choose him freely aside from sin, he should just make everybody perfect from the beginning. And then we wouldn't have any of this. None of it. Like forget all the fault, the story of the fallen angel and, you know, Satan and uh, or the Adam and Eve in the garden. He could have still ended that. He could have just hit restart. Like, OK, they messed up and I want a fresh batch. I'm just saying man condemns. I don't believe God puts as much pressure on being perfect as humans put on other humans to be perfect for them. So free yourself of that. Sins that others can see. So like I said earlier, a lot of people condemn homosexuals or homosexuality in that lifestyle because they can see it. They feel like that's somebody you choose. You have a certain demeanor. You carry yourself a certain way. You talk a certain way. You do things. You dress a certain way, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so you can see that. And then the sins that are hidden, if you will, the ones where you are cheating, you are lying, you're horrible at work, you have no integrity, you're consistently causing drama and discord, um, you're messy, right? You're petty, you're gluttonous, you just eat everything, anything, don't take care of your temple and your body. All of these things are problems, but usually people don't pinpoint them and treat them as such as egregious acts as they do homosexuality. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong because people are so easily disgusted by one thing, but aren't equally disgusted by the rest of the things that they actually participate in. Blows my mind. Just mind blown. That's again, condemnation. We put ourselves in that, in that position to be the voice where nobody ever asks us for our opinion. Let people choose what they want and live however they desire. If it's not bothering you, then you shouldn't really have two cents on it. But that's just my two cents. Uh, my experience. So let me get some backstory because I actually have been on both sides of this situation where um, growing up since I was born and raised in a holiness environment um, household, homosexuality wasn't preached against in our household directly. Like my mother never talked to us about it, like ever. Like I said, it was it wasn't even an elephant in the room because nobody talked about it. It was no need. It was taboo. I don't think anybody wanted to talk about being gay or coming out. Um, even the whole Ellen thing, when Ellen first came out, um, it was so secretive. Nobody was open about it or uh, transparent. It was just always assumed, like from Rosie O'Donnell. You just assumed that she was like this. Like, that's what people would do back in the day. <laughs> um who was Queen Latifah? You just assumed that she was like this. Nobody knew. The brat. That's why I'm like kind of shocked that people out here shocked that she married Judy because I'm like, y'all didn't know. But she never confirmed. So we assumed. So it's all of that that starts coming to play. And it's like, dang, when I was a kid, like nobody really did ever talk about this. But you just knew it was a hush-hush sin that nobody played about. Like if you were found out to be like that, you were completely disowned immediately. Like it was just an abhorrent act or choice. So my experience would be when I was in high school, I actually had a friend in high school. I won't say her name, but she at one point in life decided to, um, I don't want to say experiment because before then she had boyfriends only. So I don't want to call it experiment because I don't know how she lives to this day. I don't know what her lifestyle choice. Um, 
But she did engage with another female that went to our school. And me and this girl were best friends. We were so close, y'all. We were like super, 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 super close. I loved her so very much. And I say loved because this was like when I was 17. So I'm 34 now. That's 17 years ago. Um, and when I found out that she had made the choice to start, you know, dating this girl, immediately the holiness mindset in me, right? Like the, the boxed in mindset was like, uh-uh, I don't get down like that. Like I'm, you know, strictly, you know what they say. Like, I don't play like that. Nope. I don't want you around me. And I totally disconnected myself from her. I totally disconnected myself. I disassociated myself with her so fast at the tender age of 16 and 17. I knew it was a no for me. Like, and that was my mindset. I didn't know how to handle her choice. Like that was her choice. She wasn't doing anything to me. She wasn't coming on to me. She wasn't trying to make any moves on me, but just my small mindset about it. Like because nobody talked to me about it in my household or in my surrounding, it was just one of those things that you just knew was a no-go. And so I did, I separated myself from her, totally hurt her feelings. And it was a horrible, horrible, you know, um, disconnect from us in high school. And people knew that we were super close, but I never told people why I disconnected from her, but it eventually became a thing where everybody knew that her and this other girl was dating. And, um, I recently had the opportunity to apologize to one of, you know, the young ladies that were involved in it. And I felt so good. Like I took the initiative and I just reached out on social media. She started following me on IG and I just reached out to her and I was like, hey, I just want to apologize for X, Y, Z when we were in high school. Like how I handled the situation was totally trash. I was a kid. Um, and while I didn't slander anybody or make any, you know, crazy statements or anything like that I just separated myself and I shouldn't have but I wasn't mature enough I didn't have the tools I didn't have these conversations where people were telling me accept people for who they are like people are going to make choices every day there are people out here choosing to be whoremongers every day and we still talking to them honey nothing was said about those people to me and so those kind of people's lifestyles they're, they're never pinpointed or um, a light has never shined on that. But then when one person chooses something that's so out of the norm to other people, they make it a huge issue. And so I took that on myself and I decided to be the kind of person that would break down communication and just shut people off because I was immature, a kid. I was a teenager and I didn't know how to handle it. And since I didn't want people to think I was like that, um, I made the poor choice at a, at a teenage age to disassociate myself. And now that I've grown up and I've really evolved on this, it's like, dang, that really, like, if I just had, would have had more communication with my parents about it and just would have been able to talk to my mom, she probably wouldn't have told me to cut the girl off because my mother is a loving person. Like, my mother probably wouldn't be like, don't do, like, Christian, that ain't got nothing to do with you, right? Like, you just keep being who you are. I know my mother would have probably told me that. Um, but again, that's when it comes into play. You actually having a relationship with your parents and trust there to feel safe to talk to them about things. And so that's my experience with it. And I'm grateful that I had, I was able to go back and like smooth it out um, for the sake of that person. Cause you never know what role you play in a person's story. You know, like you, the only thing you get to choose is the role you play in people's story. You don't get to choose how people tell their story, but you get you do get to choose the role you play in it. And so I hate that I played that role in their story, but I did make it right. And I did apologize 
um, for my part of not being accepting and nice and being in a in an era where it was taboo and it wasn't well received or, or, or accepted. And I didn't know how to handle that. So uh, that's my experience there. And then I think about my sister, uh, who is three years older than me. She had a friend in high school. He was a, a guy and he was gay. And we went to a Catholic school. Like we went to a Catholic, a private high school. And again, it wasn't taught to us that it was wrong there. Like nobody preached about it being wrong, but everybody knew that this guy was gay. But he was the funniest, the sweetest, the most real, like he was amazing. He was such an amazing person. And I don't know where he is in life right now, but I would love to see him and to chat it up. He's He was such a cool dude. Um, but my mother would allow him to come over our house. Like we could, we couldn't have boyfriends growing up, but my mama didn't mind him being in the mix. Okay. She did not care about him bringing us home, taking us to the mall, dropping us off, sitting at the table eating. She loved him like a son. She treated him like a son. And this is why I say, has she known what I went through with my friend? She probably would have told me to just see, to continue to be her friend, to not cut her off or distance myself because of who she chose to date. Um, because I saw the love that she showed my sister's friend and how if she made, you know, his favorite meal was my mom's Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes and, and sweet peas. And he would always be like, uh, ooh, Auntie Vicky, you making sweet peas and Salisbury steak? And she would make it for him and he would surely bring his, his minivan because it was funny. He had a minivan, but he named it Baby Tahoe. So like it was literally a license plate on the front of that minivan that said Baby Tahoe and child, it would take me out every time. But he was so funny. He was so sweet. And she never one time talked to us about him. Like she never one time said anything negative about him to us. Like she never said, don't y'all bring that little funny boy around here. Nothing. It was nothing but love. Nothing but love. He came from a really wealthy family. Um, and his pa his parents didn't disown him, but I don't think he had the full family like acceptance that my mom would give him. And he came from a two-parent household, but he would come to our house and stay for the whole night almost. Like until the sun went down and she would say, All right, it's time for you to go. I don't want you to be out while it's dark. Cause child, we lived in Gary and you can't be in these streets with baby Tahoe. Um, but no, she would let him come over. Um and it was no problem, no judgment. She wasn't trying to minister to him. And mom's an ordained minister. She wasn't trying to soul win, push nothing on him. It was just let him be who he is in a safe space. And this is when I should have learned what it was to love people who didn't believe and choose like me. But I didn't get it. I was a kid. So, you know, that's why it's so important for these foundational principles to be taught in the formative years so people can respect everyone for their individual choices. The more that we understand that we all have a right to choose what we want, the better off we'll be. It's not my right. I don't have any right to impose my beliefs on you. None. None and vice versa. You don't have the right to impose them on me, but we we have such a, a, a skewed view on what's right and what's wrong. And I'm so right. You need to like come to my side so you don't go to hell for your wrong. But that person can be looking at you like, damn, you're making me feel horrible. I don't want to choose what you're doing. I would never follow follow your lead. I would never serve who you the God that you serve. Not if he treats people like that. Like not if everybody that served him act like you. Sometimes we miss it by not realizing that we are the very thing that people are running from. You can never be a light because you're the very thing people are running from. 
but I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, I've heard the, I'm gonna say the crazy. I've heard the rude commentary of if you're born that way, be born again, right? Because there are, um, advocates, you know, uh, from the community, from the LGBTQ plus, uh, community, uh, LGB, LGBTQIA. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. The, the LGBTQIA plus community who says that they're born, that, born the, the way that they are. And you have believers or Christians who will say, if you born that way, be born again. So for some of y'all whose parents got five and six kids and five and six baby daddies, what way was she born? What way was he born? If he got six or seven kids and five or six baby mamas, Hormonger spirit? Like, what are we rolling with here? Like, how are we talking to people? Um, nobody's born to choose something that will cause them harm or will hurt them or isolate them. If that's something that a person feels they're attracted to or connected with, that's them. Like, you can't just be out here being reckless and telling people be born again. Like, choosing salvation is an instant ticket to a fresh, clean slate. If that was the case, some of us should, like, really be reformed in everything. Like, cause it's a lot of toxicity floating around in church and a lot of people are saved and they're acting very wretched, <laughs> like a wretch undone. They really are. And so we just have to think about what we put out there and thinking that it's helping people or delivering people, but you're really hurting people. You're really making people shrink and constrict and not really want to open up to any form of, of relatability or deliverance, if you will. Because they feel judged and attacked and it can be scary because you don't know who you're going to lose by choosing to be you. Can you imagine wanting to wear red? I don't know. I don't even have an example for it. I'm not even going to try to give an example for it. If people are homosexual, bisexual, trans, whatever, do you think that they're just out here like, mm, I know ain't, I ain't going to suffer nothing from this. My mom ain't going to care. My daddy ain't going to care. My cousins, everybody going to treat me normal. Some people spend their life afraid to be who they really are because of how you are going to respond to them. And that is hell on earth. So when we talk about going to heaven or hell, a lot of people are already living in hell because of the way you're treating them right now. You and hundreds of others, you and their coworkers, you and their family, you and their children, because there are some grown people who are gay or whatever the case may be, not even gay, but just anything they may want to be. And they don't know how to express themselves or tell what they like because they may lose people that they love. Gotta stop. It's wrong, but this is my two cents. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up here. Okay, so and this is my next point: choosing an easier lifestyle. Do you not think that people would choose an easier lifestyle that didn't have any judgment, any pain, any disconnection attached to it if they didn't truly feel it? Like you don't choose something that's going to hurt you or choose you to lose people that you love. You you can't help that feeling. And you have to be able to accept and appreciate people for who they are. Who they choose to love has nothing to do with who they are as a person. I've never met a gay person that would that treat that treated me bad. That was nasty and mean to me. All of them have been nice, actually. Nicer than some of the non-gay people who do other things that are just, you know disrespectful or a problem or a breakdown in communication or wholeness or integrity or morals. You cannot tell me that who you choose to love predicts 
or lays the foundation for who you are as a person. It does not. It has nothing to do with who you are as a person, to be honest with you. But that's not what we're being taught and told. And so that's not what we're sharing with others. We're being extremely judgmental and we're doing more damage than good as believers, as Christians. I mean, I I, I don't get it. Um, my next point, who are we to judge? You have no place, no right. No one has rolled out the red carpet for you and told you that this is your battle to fight, your hill to die on. You should not be out here preaching against and teaching against people uh, for one choice versus the many other choices. And if we're doing that again, like I said, in the very beginning, God created all of us. And so by knowing who we were before we even were born or even placed into the womb of our mother, do you not think that creator knew what we would go on to choose? I think, I would think that our creator knew from the beginning. And so that that is one of those things It's like, well, I can just create you that I can just choose for you. You don't have to want that because that's going to that's going to be displeasing to me. I'm not going to let you choose something I don't like. Y'all got to understand the depth of this thing. Your creator is not going to bring you here only for you to choose something that's going to make him hate you. Y'all got to hear me. Your creator would create you to let you choose something that'll make him hate you. Stop it. I'm giving nothing but love. And that's why I understand the message and the hashtag and the, the mission of love wins. It does. If we say love covers a multitude of sins, how are we then turning around and judging people and condemning them to hell and disassociating with them and casting them out and sitting them down and making fun of them and preaching to them and shouting them out and condemning them to hell and, you know, pretty much making them go through some form of reformative therapy to make us feel good. Stop it. Okay. And last point, if we sit them down, then we should be sitting everybody down. And that's all I got to say about that. If we're shutting down people who choose to love people that are the same sex as them to change their sex or whatever the decision choice may be, we need to be sitting down everybody. We need to be sitting down the young lady that's pregnant again for the third time with no husband in sight, right? If we believe that that's a sin. Now, I'm not saying I do because I don't care. I don't go to church. So I don't know what y'all doing in church, who y'all sitting down or calling out now. But if we're going to do that, then we need to be sitting everybody down. We need to be sitting down the pastors that get caught up in cheating on their wives and having babies. We need to sit down pastors who are beating their wives and sexually abusing the youth or young children or stealing from the ministry. We need to sit down all of the people because there's nobody without sin. And I do not take scripture text, but I will definitely use a story or two to get my point across to you. Jesus with the lady who was getting, who was in trouble, who was brought to him for sleeping with another man that was not her husband. Uh-huh. Um, what he told him, if any of you be without sin, cast the first stone. I wait. Hit her. Go ahead. Stone her. That's what I thought. So even in those scripture texts, we've learned and we've had the expressions of what it is to love and to truly cover in love. And I choose to cover you. I choose to not condemn you. I choose to not judge you. I choose to not isolate you. I choose to not make you feel bad for who you love and what you choose to do. I choose to mind my business and to allow you to choose your journey and your path freely. Because what does that do for me at the end of the day? allows me to enjoy who you have chosen to be. I do not have any 
any outside agendas, right? To make you realize my truth and my reality to come to my side. There is no side to choose. You've already made your decision. And if it makes you happy, go be free in that. Go be free in that. It's a lot of people choosing a lot of things that we don't know about and they're freely choosing it and they're happy in it. They're happy in their secretiveness about it. They're happy in their openness. You shouldn't have to be unhappy. I shouldn't have to be unhappy. At a point in time in life, in society, it would, unlegal for, it would be unlegal for me and my black husband to be married because slaves and black people weren't supposed to be married, y'all. Y'all do understand this, right? That was normal. It was normal for black people to have to sit at the back of buses and the back of restaurants and drink from a fountain at the back because they didn't want other white people to see them. That was normal. So we're going to talk about what's right and wrong and who gets to choose what they love and what they don't and who they appreciate and who they don't and who they associate with. Y'all got to stop this because who you choose to love does not affect who I serve and what I do. And I choose to love you. So gang going to hell. It's a no for me. <laughs> Unless we out here busting the wide open with the rest of y'all from church. But no, I love everyone and I'm grateful that, you know, just some of these epiphanies and revelations for me have come clearly outside of church. It's not a doctrine that anybody has taught me. I promise you guys, I don't listen to pastors or um, any anti, uh, what, are, what are they called? Oh my goodness. Atheists? Yeah, atheists. I don't listen to content like that. Anything that I feel or that I believe now, I believe is God-given revelation, like on how to love and how to exist in my own belief system. Um, your foundational principles will always be who you are and be the core of, of where you come from. But you have the ability to build upon that foundation, like fully imbalanced. To where you're not making other people feel horrible for who they have decided to be. And I don't want that. I don't want anybody judging me for what I do and who I am and how I love and how I act. And I'm going to give you that same respect of not judging you. It's such a freeing place to be when you don't have any opinion on who other people are or what they do. Remove that bondage from your own life. Try it. Try it for 24 hours to not have any opinion on anybody's nothing. Just stop. Like, I don't care. I can't tell you how many times I have to tell people throughout the week. I don't care. That's nothing to do with me. I don't have any opinion on that. I, I have no comment. <laughs> like, I'm going to do well as I excel and, and succeed because I don't need no PR training. I have nothing to say. Some of you all have to understand there is so much freedom in not having an opinion. But then again, I'm sitting here on a channel called My Two Cents. All right. Okay, y'all. Well, I've enjoyed my time here. Hopefully this has been a topic. One of which, if you have more questions or maybe you disagree with me, drop down in the comments and share. I'm not opposed to a good dialogue. If I got time, I'll definitely get in there and go back and forth with you. But this is my take on it. And I am all about fueling conversation and thought provoking topics that really helps you to understand that this comes from a genuine, authentic position and not one that is in bondage trying to make other people believe what I believe. That's not my job here. It's all about love. All right. Okay. So you guys have a great day. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. All right. If you like what I'm doing with my two cents. Bye. This is a production of 1217 Media.